2: Adjacent?
3: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
2: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
3: You know what's funny?
2: Tone does look like he's in our mode right now. Uh...
0: That's not a compliment, is it? Like, unless he intends, unless he intends to be in album
3: mode. (laughs) I'm not saying he looks bummy or anything like that.
2: That is exactly what you're
3: saying. I'm definitely in album mode right now. Project on the way. Um, You know what time it is. Blow it back out. The volume three. Uh, Go pick up the latest project. Vinyl exclusive. You know for the for the for the for the speaker heads. You know, you know what I'm saying. I'm really excited about this project. Feel me um it's really going to have you know the whole hood jumping you understand me um from the east coast to the west coast uh, i will say the north coast but there ain't no coast it's just more land so you know <laughs> you know how, you know, we, you know we coming
0: <laughs> the north coast dude do you, do you mean the you mean like antarctica
3: yeah i mean there ain't no coast it's just more land you just keep going the, the arctic going. i mean the, the arctic you circle know? like you know, Antarctica south i guess i'm just trying to promote promote the album jay okay you know, it's gonna be do you really you know have do I you really mean? have a pro I, I know you don't
0: have an album but do you really have something you're working on or is it just that your wife's out of town or something
3: yeah no no man this is working working okay. on my album you know i uh, got a lot of features on there okay uh you know we got future you know so i gotta you, get my boy Drake Drizzy see, Drake on there you know I got, Your barber I, is I got,
0: out of town. Your barber's on vacation. What's going on?
3: Who's on vacation? Somebody's not home. No, nah, man. No, everybody's home, man. I need all the energy, so everybody's at home, man. Like I need the energy, so I can just go in a booth, and spit super hot fire. You understand me? Okay, bud. All right. All right. These are, you, are we talking about like sheets and giggles promos, or? I mean, they 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 on the album. They I got a, I got a song on the album. In these purple sheets, you understand me. <laughs> Blow back out, volume three. Go, go, pick, go pick you up a copy. Wait, so here's the thing, Tom. With volumes, there's usually things that come before that. So if you're on volume right, three already, right. where's, where's one and two? One and two on the way. You understand me? You know, uh, <laughs> three.
0: So three's coming out first, and one and two are on the way.
3: Yeah, yeah. One and one and two on the way. You know how we you know how we coming all day. Shout out to House uh, of Vail Records. You know, sign me to, to my, uh, you know, five album deal. So, yeah, 360 you 360 know, deal? We already got three in the can, so. well you, you got, know. But,
0: but you don't. You got, you got, yeah, you one, got but, one. One about to come but out. But you're going in reverse look, order.
3: Look, blow it back out volume three. Go check out the project, man. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed, all right?
0: Russ, he's doing it like Star Wars, like how they they went back
2: and did like the prequels. I know. I know a little bit about the music business, Tone, And, you know, if you try to go to your label and say, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm already on volume three. When you get done with that deal, you're not going to be done because they're be like, you, uh, you started at three, buddy. But that don't mean you at halfway
3: there. That means you just started. So we uh, don't care what I'm order you put them in. You still hit one album. I mean, they 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 got they got the first two albums. They they chose not that's not on me. They chose not to drop those. So, you know, volume three, come on, just keep going. All right, <laughs> I heard volume They're one were and too two. wild even
0: I, for the streets. Russ, I, I, yeah, I already yeah. heard
3: volume one and two. That's on them if they didn't want to release it. Volume three on the way. Yeah. Two more albums. I'm out of the deal. Then we got to re up. You know, you're, max you're, max, you're max deal. We only accepted max deals around here. You're going to be really hurt when they tell you these were uh, mixtapes.
2: <laughs> None of these are actually albums.
0: <laughs> you have to do a whole other five. What would you even rap about from your life, Tony? You would rap about producing podcasts and ordering things on Wayfair and going to Barnes and Nobles?
3: Yeah, picking up some cereal. Um, over, at, over at Pete's. Mm-hmm. Big Pete's. Uh, you know, having a good time with my nephew, Elijah. Uh, you know, so, the, the, the topics real, the, the real people want to know about, you know, about about a, the the boy in the game, you know, what I'm saying the producing no. game, you know, so, I'm issue.
2: not gonna lie to you. That sounds like the wackest shit I've ever heard in my life.
0: Well, it's gonna be very confusingly titled
2: blow a back out. Who but who wants to hear about an album called Blow a Back Out where, where no women I are talked about? And you I talk about, so I'm gonna talk about my time with my nephew. <laughs> like, what? Not only is it a bad album, but uh, it's it's, it's you're misleading people, Tone. Blow well, Back Out Volume
3: Three, go go check it out. You know, it's is 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 coming, I'm telling you, it's gonna be okay. the hottest. All game right, okay, right.
0: all right, everybody, you know, it's been promoted now. Go to uh your local uh, Borders or Barnes and Nobles or
2: Best Buy or. You think Tone getting uh, blow back out volume three at Barnes and Nobles? I think he's or taking it in.
0: I think he's taking in his own CDs that he's made at home and sticking them on the shelf next to Kendrick Lamar's new album. Shout, shout oh. out House of Ale Records. Yeah. All right. So go, go get Tony's new album, blow a back out volume three. Oh, his, or do His date, his debut. DJ Loho. Volume three, his debut. oh man well, welcome to sports adjacent i'm jason leisure with my co-host russ dorsey i we neither of us really knows what do you got there russ a cabernet
2: yeah nice uh cabernet Blood with, and as, Rock I, as, as i have my conserve water drink wine t-shirt on Mm-hmm. i think my mom has that t-shirt too it's been one of those days man it's I, a good color it. i like that color it's kind
0: oh, of a wine you. color t-shirt it looks good yes uh we got our producer Tony Gill neither of us knows what is happening i think russ while we were talking about your cabernet he was still going on and doing more shout-outs for this pretend album that he's using to excuse that he looks a little scruffy <laughs> i'm looking a little scruffy too you you can tell with me if i got the uh, neck the Kyle Orton neck beard going a little bit <laughs> the the and I, andrew left I'm usually pretty well uh, groomed, like right under right under the jawline there, but uh, I'm looking a little shaggy, and my my hair because I keep my hair really short starts looking kind of like like a fuzzy tennis ball. The that's why P-Vos. I'm wearing that's why I'm wearing this classic Brooklyn Dodgers hat. But uh, Tony Gill and uh, Blow a Backout Volume Three are brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa. And get 23% off everything. Russ is shaking his head through this whole thing. No, because I, I, Russ, I, don't think, can, I don't think she's not think get Russ can barely tolerate this like little kid pretend nonsense that we're doing.
2: I don't think Sheets and Giggles wants to be included with this bum ass album that's never dropping.
3: I don't. They are, they they already got a song. They sponsored a song in these purple sheets. You understand me? You don't know what's going down <laughs> in these purple sheets. You understand me? I'm, I'm cool. I don't need to know. Go back on volume 3. Check it out.
0: Go <laughs> to She's Giggles time.
2: Um, oh, no. slash, slash S.A. No, do
0: go to Sheetsgiggles.com slash S.A. No, do that definitely. part, but, but not, not the album. Do that. I don't think the album is available on there, but some fantastic sheets are 100% eucalyptus, silky smooth. You, you, that's my favorite, the sheet set, and it comes in so many good colors and patterns and things like that. You're going to love it. Uh, instant upgrade to your bed. But you can also, it's winter. If you're one of those people that likes the flannels, you can get the hybrid eucalyptus eucalyptus cotton flannel sheet set as well. Uh, just go to slash SA and get 23% off everything. No promo code needed. Discount applied automatically at checkout. Sports Adjacent is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or just download the BetMGM app. I think that'd probably be better. I recommend that. Um, and we got a new offer for you from BetMGM. Your first bet, your first bet with them, when you sign up and you bet with BetMGM, your first bet is going to be reimbursed if you lose. With free future betting credits up to a thousand bucks. So you can, if you're hearing this on the Friday before the Super Bowl, which is when this comes out, you can bet 800 bucks on the Chiefs. And if the Eagles win, you're going to get paid back the 800 in free future betting credits. So just use our promo code adjacent1000 because the bet reimbursement is up to a thousand. Use promo code adjacent1000. You can go on there. Uh, If you're getting this, listening to this, Before the Super Bowl, you can bet on the Super Bowl. You can bet on the NBA. You can bet on the NHL. You can bet on futures. Just use promo code ADJACENT1000. Russ, I've had a cold lately. I'm feeling better now, but I've had a cold lately. Do you take medicine when you have a cold? Are you one of those people like my wife who will like resist taking medicine at all times? Yeah. Are you a tough it out Um, person or are
2: you instant medicine? mm. Nah, I, I think I believe the good Lord gave us doctors and scientists to make the medicine for a reason. And why? Why am I just the, all of a sudden the toughest man in the world? Hell no! <laughs> give, me, give me all the drugs that the FDA says are regulated. Uh, I, I you know what's, you know what's crazy about you saying that. So, like a week and a half before I left for my trip to Puerto Rico and London, I was sicker than I have been, and I'm talking like four years, like i thought i was for sure that i had covid and i was like this is a terrible thing to happen right before my trip and like i woke up and i had fever i was shaking i went to bed at like 8 pm like bro i felt awful first time i had felt that way since literally like 2019 or something like that and had it for like two days to kept testing negative for covid and then I got better after two days, but bro, that two days was rough. Yeah, well, that's a bad
0: feeling when you're about to go on a trip, and you're like, "Now, nah, am I going to be able to or not? Like, is it going to be a good idea for me to go out of the country?" I'm glad you're all right. Thank you. But no, I'm, I, I, I'm giving me the medicine. I'm quick to the medicine too. As soon as I start to get a, a hint of a cold, I'm on NyQuil, DayQuil. I, you know, what's weird is like sometimes, like I've been married to my wife for 17 years we've kind of known each other and been together for like 20 years. And actually I'm not totally sure why she doesn't take medicine. She does. She takes it. Like if things get really bad, but I don't, I actually don't know why she's resistant toward it up front. I'm always like, let's squash this thing right now. Right. Um, And I usually will take DayQuil and NyQuil, but I don't, I don't like taking them because of the effect it has on me. DayQuil when I take that, it makes my, it gives me almost like ADHD where like I can't focus on things. It kind of speeds me up, but NyQuil, NyQuil gives me the most insane dreams. I don't know if that ever happens to you guys, but I have these weird, like psychedelic NyQuil dreams.
2: So and I, that's the, yeah, you on that Aaron Rodgers. Some
0: of them are funny. <laughs> I also I wake up if even if I take like the half dose of NyQuil, which is usually what I take, uh, it just has this strong effect on me, and I usually wake up feeling totally hungover. Uh, like worse than any other kind of hangover, even from wine or anything like that. Tone, like, remember
3: when you sneezed and you thought that was a hangover? Like 10 times worse than that. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. I like my drug of choice is Benadryl. I love me some Benadryl. Pop a couple beans. You feel me? Not off. You understand me? That cold is out of there. Got it up out of here. What's Tone, weakness? Do, do we need to have an intervention right now? Like, do we <laughs> fight about your secret junk habit? Tone
2: said, Oh, I love me some bit of Goddamn. Did oh he, my God. Did, did, he
0: call it,
2: did he call it popping
0: beans? Is that what
2: he said? He said, Pop a couple beans. Like, Tone, you came like a couple sentences away from, Yeah, I just crushed that joint up man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that thing right up. I mean, like, for real, like, I, I don't get sick normally. Um, thank god i'm not you know not like a wood all those things um but i do get congested a lot and as i've gotten older i've gotten seasonal allergies which is weird um because i've never had them before in my life but i take a couple bennies knock them back with some purple drink some scissor No, 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 your boy no, no, no. off. No, 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 we wake up, we good. We wake up the next, the next day. Just out of control today,
2: Tone. You, oh, not the scissor, Tone. That's (laughs) oh no. It's definitely intervention. Um, I, I think that I'm, I'm a blender. So I, I'm like, I take a a, a a couple different things and make them duke it out with my immune system. Okay. <laughs> All right. This this also sounds like very, sounds uh, very qu- questionable medical a- advice. Addict yeah. hour on sports
0: Adjacent. What are we doing? I'm um, so like, just gonna talk about some funny Nyquil dreams. No, go but on. Like, so go listen, on. Listen,
2: so like <laughs> lately, I've had um, I've been congested too. Like Tony was talking about, but it's it's ne- less nose and more like phlegm and like chest and like I just have to cough stuff up sometimes. But I'm not like sick. Like, I don't have a cold or a flu or anything like that. And that's annoying because it's just always like, <clears throat> all that. So you blend Mucinex. Mm. And then, uh, like, if you did feel a cold or something coming on, you blend Mucinex with uh, a certain type of Benadryl or a daytime nighttime. But you have to watch because sometimes the Mucinex has some things in it that's already in the nighttime. Or, and you don't want to, or the NyQuil, and you don't want to double up on those things.
3: I'm enjoying this class. It's
2: a good class. (laughs) Save
0: lives, cooking class with Russ. (laughs)
3: Yes, (laughs)
0: yes. I had I had three super weird dreams. One, I was with my dad and my brother in Seattle, and we met this guy who just went. He went only by the name Strange Tom, and. He invited us to come back to his apartment for dinner. Well,
2: uh, well that sounds like something strange Tom would do. Mm. And
0: my brother and I were like, absolutely not. No way. And my dad was like, uh, come on, guys. Like, what's the harm? And so we went. And uh, then the guy started cooking ch- chicken on his radiator. And then my dad was finally like, all right, this is too far. We got to go. And then I had another dream where my brother and I uh, could turn ourselves into mice whenever we wanted. Hmm. And we could go into mouse mode and back. And, but then my brother got kind of too worked up when he was a mouse, and he started throwing up all over the place as a mouse. That was weird. And then the third one is I had a work dream, which never happens to me. I never dream about work. But I had this dream where Matt Eberflus, the Bears coach, was having a press conference. But he was having it in his kitchen for some reason. But <laughs> so we were all in his kitchen having this press conference. And Herb Howard asks a question. And Herb's, Herb Howard's question during the press conference is, can I bring my dogs in to show everybody? I don't even <laughs> think Herb Howard has dogs. But everybody, including Matt Eberflus, acted like this was a total, totally normal question. Matt Eberflus was like, yes, please bring them in. And so he brought them in, and they were these two gigantic, fluffy, fuzzy llamas. And everybody acted like they were just normal dogs. And I'm sitting there like, is it? Is, isn't anyone gonna tell this guy that those are not dogs, that those are llamas?
2: And, and nobody's you, you and you, as Herb's friend, had to be the guy to be the yeah, man. Buddy, these aren't the
0: dogs. Yeah. So these are the kind of weird like uh adventures I have in my sleep, and then I wake up and I'm like disoriented thinking that this stuff really happened when I'm on Nyquil. This doesn't this isn't a thing. Is this just me? Because this I this is not this is definitely only happens when I take NyQuil. It really, sounds really bizarre it dream.
2: sounds wild because Tone and I seem to like be worse than you in like wanting to take things. Yet you're the one with the strange dreams and like hangovers and stuff. I I've never had any of that. Oh really?
0: You don't get that from a cold medicine at all? Maybe Because no. I don't drink very much. I don't know, but it ha- it it definitely uh, it gives me it is it, it is the wildest drug I take apparently because it gives me these insane psychedelic dreams and then I wake up feeling very hungover.
2: My boy take two two Nyquil and feel like he on that off that ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> you and Aaron Rodgers got stomach common. If y'all both feel the same way when well, you're done. Did you see Are his you- new
0: thing? He's gonna do this like all right. I want four days in it. darkness to decide his future. So I yeah. heard what
2: he said on McAfee, and it's like, yo, it's four days in darkness, and he described the way he described it. It sounds like you're in like the hole when you go into prison. Like they're yeah. in a, a really small room with like very close together. It's pitch black. There's an opening for f- your food and water, but there's nothing else and you have these hallucinations and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, why would people pay for that? Why would we, we have food having- and water? Why not just go all the way? Yeah. like and that, Weeping
3: gnashing that- national teeth and stuff.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <Tom. laughs> um, and we were talking about it at the studio today and I was like, that brother is he, something ha- has happened to him and he is searching for something. Mm-hmm. Well, he also has
0: this thing where he he likes to do this weird stuff, and then but he really needs us all to know about it. Well, yeah. he, he wants attention do a with show. this too. Well, why? But why though? Why do the thing? Why, or or why stay well, on the national show? I mean, he wants the attention.
3: Yeah, yeah, I it, I don't know about this dude, man. I hope he's gonna be okay post retirement. Um, I. I mean, I don't, I don't wish ill will on the man, but it seems like his, uh, his search for whatever he's searching for, um, it is it, leading down some weird and not so great paths. So, I hope he gets the the help or maybe the therapy he needs because I don't, I don't know what's wrong with him.
2: I don't. I mean, and and I will say, look, he he's not the first weird athlete we've had. Right. Like there have been some like this man, Lawrence Taylor, used to smoke crack all night (laughs) and be with like 100 hookers and come to the game with like handcuffs from the night before and get like four and a half sacks. So like we have seen a lot of strange things in sports. Yeah, I think like he
0: has really wanted us to know all this stuff the last few years, though, and I I can't imagine that has been. I think the more we know about him, the less we like him at, at, at large, in general.
2: I, I can I can see why you say that.
3: Man, I used to really like Aaron Rodgers, man. I know, until like, you find out what dude. a weirdo he is. Yeah, yeah and I kind of wish I can unlearn all that stuff that, that I know about Aaron Rodgers, where I could just just be thankful that he played football and his football talent. Um, but I wonder what it's going to be like when people want, like, or listen less and less to him, right? Like, once he retires, if he's not doing like TV or something interesting, like without football, do we have to pay attention to Aaron Rodgers? Let's go back to the days where people
2: were like weird and private. <laughs> we do that. Like, can you be a weirdo on your own
0: time, buddy? Well, we're way past that, man. We're going to know what all these guys think all the time. We're going to know all. Of, we're going to know Kyrie Irving thinking the world is flat, and Aaron Rodgers all his techniques. I, I'll give him credit for this, Russ. I couldn't do it. I get kind of like you know mopey when it starts getting dark at four thirty every day in the winter time. Let alone being in darkness for four straight days. So, you know, hats off to you, man, if you can make it through that.
2: Were you? Uh, were you guys? nightlight kids or were you always cool? Like being in the dark as a kid?
0: I'm fine with being in the, I've always been fine with being in the dark when it's supposed to be dark when it's like, when it's sleeping time. In fact, I'm like, I'm way, way the extreme on that where like, I can't, I don't want any light in the room when I'm sleeping. So you've always been that way. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And like, for example, like we have a, a little humidifier in our bedroom and mm-hmm. I got a piece of black electrical tape over the little green light on the handle because I want no light in that room when I'm trying to sleep.
3: Yeah, I, I was never a nightlight kid, um, but if I was tired, like I'm trying to go to sleep and I, I don't need lights. So so much so that uh, cousins didn't like coming over our house because we turn off all the lights uh, in our house. And that, they were like, nah. It's scary too scary in there. I'm like, man. I'm trying to go to sleep. What do you? What do you need? What do you need the light for? When you are trying to sleep? I, another,
0: for seeing. It's an it's another track on his new album, Russ. No nightlights.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I I was nightlight kid. Uh, really? Yeah. So like, I needed at least a little light in the corner
3: or something on at night. That, that seems even, even scarier. Do so having so have the light on? Yeah, because like one be, little small light. If you can't see the danger, how do you know there is danger? So like, whatever. <laughs> but you leave a little light. You can see, like, a shadow moving across the door or something. Well, at least I can do something about it at that point. You just want to be – well, if you're going to kill me, just kill me.
2: That's I don't want to see it coming.
0: It's yeah. not surprising at all that that would be Tony's position is ignorance is
2: best. Just get me out of here. Like, it's just better not me. to know. Right. That's wild, Tony. But, yeah, I was a nightlight kid until I was, like, 10, 11. Were ashamed out of it? Um, my brother would always like call me a bitch, but like he and he would <laughs> but he would do it before like we were really like cussing like that. So I would always be like, I'm telling. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> but I wouldn't. I'm like, telling mom. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling grandma, I'm telling D.I. And so then
2: he goes, he always used to go, like, why do you need that night light? It's nighttime. Go to bed. Like, I'm like, I don't it's not bothering me. Like I'm getting great sleep. <laughs> and we shared a room for a long time, like for a, a long, long time. Yeah, And it wasn't until, you know, because it's only just like he and I and we didn't split up rooms until he was about to go to high school. So I was like 12 going on 13 and he was going on uh, 14, 15. And then our, my parents like finally let us do the whole room split thing, uh, which was great because. Joe and I are so different. Like that's my man, but like as kids growing up, he was the and he still is the creative free spirit, not the right word, but like do his thing. Uh the way he thinks about things is different than me. I was a sporty person, and but then the most important thing, I was like the neat freak and he is not. And so those two imagine those two things for years. Colliding, And then I finally get my own. Ro- oh, my God. Y'all don't even understand. Like when they when my parents said we're going to make the switch. I had his shit out of there. I said, you're up, buddy. <laughs> Your lease is up here in uh Club Russ. Like You got to go. All
0: right. Well, let's get to some more important news. I know you don't want to talk about the Bulls anymore. No, we have some. Not we only. have some. We have some very big news. Tone, hit the sounder, please. This is really important. <clears throat> All right, Russ. We begin tonight's broadcast with the latest from Dallas. okay. We got big news. I told you. I told you. A month ago, something is up. Something is up at the Dallas Zoo. Oh, this is coming this early in the podcast. Oh, we need to get right to this. I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's okay. Wait, so, wait let that, me get let me get some more wine.
0: Yeah. And, is big maybe, news maybe a, a a notepad and a, a pencil to take I'm notes. Right here. this investigative is... journalism happening uh, well it already has happened we're just recapping it for people we're not doing the real work but no. so there was a string of incidents at the Dallas Zoo there was a clouded leopard let out of its cage and it got out and they they did track that down and get it back into the zoo uh, they found that someone had cut the cut an opening in the enclosure there was a cut into the enclosure of a, a monkey uh, exhibit as well, but none got out. There was a, a rare and old vulture that had died from what they called an unusual wound. And then most recently two monkeys, two uh, Emperor Tamarin monkeys were stolen and then found in an abandoned house a half an hour away. And the police were looking for the Dorito man. They put out this picture of this guy. He was wearing a sweatshirt. He was eating Doritos. said, if anybody knows who this is, uh, can you ID him for us? And They have arrested someone that they think is the guy, 24-year-old Davion Irvin, a self-proclaimed animal lover, and the court records reveal the following, that he has told the police, A, he did let the clouded leopard out, uh, B, he did cut into the fencing in the monkey enclosure, and C, he did steal the Emperor Tamarin monkeys, and... The court records show that he told police if they let him out, he's going to keep doing it. They arrested Davion Irvin Russ at the aquarium where he was asking a lot of questions, like an abnormal amount of questions to the staff about how to care for animals, for these animals at the aquarium. And the combination of that and recognizing him from the picture that the poli- that was on the news that the police had tweeted out of him with the Doritos led the aquarium to call the police and they have arrested him. Uh, So he says that he stole the two monkeys by jumping a fence after dark and then took them to this place that was half an hour away on the Dallas light rail, like the subway or L Mm -hmm. or whatever they have there. Uh, And uh, in that abandoned house, uh, which was owned by a church apparently. And then somebody from the church, called this in to tell the police there was a real suspicious activity at this house. Uh, They also found multiple cats and pigeons and a fish feeding machine that had been stolen from the zoo. Uh, And according to court records, again, Davion Irvin, you know, innocent till proven guilty, but the court records are are detailing all the things that he has told the police. Uh, He told them that he wanted to steal that clouded leopard, but was only able to pet it before it ran away and got
2: up in the trees uh man he other community too <laughs> okay. Tone, let's uh discuss a trade what, Sorry, what, Tone. what 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 draft pick capital do we have to get him out of here
3: man I thought for sure he this was not a community thing and this was <laughs> oh man uh we, we could take sage steel back for him no no I'm not taking that <laughs> salary on no
2: sorry. I will trade bro a second round pick and we'll eat we'll eat some of the salary to get him out of here we can't have that on our roster anymore
3: we don't even want a player we that, just that, beat him off the roster. no
2: we no we'll eat we'll eat salary just to get because like we we can't have that in our clubhouse anymore
0: <laughs> he was not uh, real sleuthy about any of this. You know, you get arrested at the aquarium asking too many questions about how to care for these exotic sea creatures, but also days before, and, and this makes me wonder why the zoo wasn't a little more on to this guy earlier, because days before these two emperor tamarind monkeys were stolen, uh, the, the zoo says that he was asking them a lot of questions, asking zoo staff a lot of questions at the zoo that day, uh, or a couple days before these went missing about how to move and how these animals are transported. And how they are cared for. And it just seems like, especially that there had already been a few incidents of question leading up to that, that that would have been a red flag to somebody.
2: That's definitely that uh, the old OJ Simpson. I didn't kill anybody, but if I did, this is how I would do it. Like, I wouldn't steal these monkeys, but if I did, how would I do it? <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess if you wanted to know how to steal rare and exotic monkeys and how to care for them, the zoo's the best place to find out. <laughs> Like I they know I, 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 he's an idiot, but I, I get it. If I wanted to steal some penguins the people that could most give me that information on how to do it would probably be the people that work at Lincoln Park Cause, Zoo.
2: Because you know what's crazy? It didn't work this time at the aquarium and they got his ass, but it probably worked at the zoo because he probably did the same thing. And they were like, oh, well, you love animals just as much as we do. All right, this, <laughs> how, this is how you transport them, to get it out of here.
0: And he's like, wow. oh, yeah. All right, let me write this down. He wants to know how they got here, even. Like, he wants to know about like, their journey. He's so this invested. This is an animal, in the lover. animal Oh, he's, like, he's so invested. His questions are like, you know, so can you feed them Doritos?
2: Uh, do they move well in uh, Nissans uh, they, or, or are they,
0: Toyotas? Are they cool with it? If you take them on the Dallas light rail, I mean, any light rail.
2: Can you put them in trash bags outside of the cage? Like, does that work? <laughs> they no
3: They were spilling everything. He like, well, shit, if I'm going to get these monkeys. I'm going to get some other shit out of here, too. He was taking, he was taking literal notes and photos.
0: I, I mean, that's the place to go for the expertise, but uh, bro, I mean, he, um,
2: he, he's, he said he's going to he said he he said he will keep doing this if they let him go. Bro, imagine if he that's crazy. Imagine it when yes. he got home from the zoo the day after they told him how to get the monkeys. and everything, He's like, damn, I didn't even think that shit would work. They told me how to get was <laughs> too- <laughs> I didn't even think it would work. It, yeah, it didn't right. work this time because the aquarium people were a lot smarter. Like, hey, keep asking him stuff while we get the cops here. But the zoo people were like, <laughs> Hello, you could you work nights?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you love animals as much as we do. You should apply." I, I, I would so like work nights and make sure that while people are resting and getting prepared to come into our space with these animals, that I take good care of them. And he's just out here jacking monkeys and stuff. Like that's that's crazy. The spotted leopards. Uh, it's incredible. Right. He want he. All he he
0: wanted to take this clouded leopard home to this abandoned home, but all he could get in was a quick pet before it climbed on top of its enclosure and went up into the trees. I don't know.
3: Blow back out item three out. That's all I got to say, man. (laughs) All
2: right, guys. Um, I'm in a. I feel like I'm in a mat war with my neighbor. Right? Like so. Like a, a mat, like a doormat? M A T, yeah, like a doormat. Okay. So I moved into my apartment uh, March 27th of 2022, right? When I moved downtown. Moved into this nice apartment. Everything was great. And maybe a couple of weeks after I moved in, met one of the ladies that lived next door, met her, uh, didn't meet a wife, but like she was really nice and like introduced me and like, hey, Good to meet you. Blah, blah blah blah. I live next door. I like. Were they the ones with the funny Wi-Fi name? Uh, I don't know who on this floor is that because it doesn't have a, a number next to it. The, uh, what's, the bad, what's It's called uh Bad Bitches Only.
0: <laughs> so I think, so I think with a Z.
2: Yes, and so when Jason came over, he was like, "Russ, is this yours?" And I'm like, "Ah, not this time." Yeah. That was at the Russ. <laughs> Russ also has a needle point, you know,
0: that says that as well.
2: Yes, it's, he has it stitched on a pillow. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and so I put down... I was like one of the only people in my floor that had a floor mat. Like, I, you guys have both been in the house mm-hmm. and I have a welcome mat right in front of the door. And so had been living here for almost a year now. And a couple weeks ago I come home from the studio and I look down and I see that my neighbors have a floor mat now, which... Fine. That's that's totally fine. But the 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 floor mat is so large that it covers the corner of my floor mat. And I'm like, oh, no, now we got beef because it covered theirs is like a large format covers the because you've seen their apartment. They're like a corner. We're, we're both in a corner. So I have the big part of the corner and they have the flat side of the corner. Mm-hmm. And their mat is so large it like jets out and covers the, the bottom right hand corner of my mat. I have a normal size, medium size mat, you know, right? Doesn't, doesn't do too much. Doesn't get in the way of anybody. lets everybody right. shine.
3: They sounds get like you're this, overcompensating.
2: Bro, they get this extra large mat that's covering mine. And so then I get home and I'm like, nah, nah, it's beef now. <laughs> and so what I do is I lift up the corner that their mat was covering and I put my mat top and I said oh, no okay. no I was here first in terms of the mat because All you right. might have been living here first but I had my mat here first I was one of the only people in this hallway with a mat come out the next morning their mat was on top of my mat I said oh no it's beef it's, it's beef now
0: how much overlap are we talking here how much is this corner that we're keep covering There's like, or two?
2: there's like two inches of corner okay that covered my mat. but I felt disrespected, Jay. Like, I felt like, hey, yeah, he had his mat here, but f him. That's how I felt. So this my is- mat is a rectangle. That doesn't get in anybody's way. Doesn't it? Right. Doesn't cross their path. Doesn't cross their. Oh board.
0: yeah, you've mentioned this. Your mat minds its own business. We got yes! it.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's respectful of the other mats.
0: on sure the Sure it is, Of course. And then they bring Is, is in there? An, is there an easy the solution to this? Like one of you just moves
2: your mat over an inch or two. Well, see, and then so, it's then, so then. So then. Is there the space logistically so, for that? So here's the rest of the story. So then I go home. I leave the house that next morning, and I put my mat back on top, and then. I get home and my mat is shifted to the left mm-hmm. about three inches, where nobody's mat is covering anybody, but now my mat is off center, which it I don't like. It doesn't line up with your door. Oh, so I, people I, think I don't like people
0: that. think, oh, there's Russ Dorsey, the town drunk well, mat, his who is mat his doormats
2: is askew as this always. Ho, this hoe in the corner right. that doesn't give a damn about where his yeah. mat is placed. That's Meanwhile, right. I'm like, how dare they shift my mat over? I had the normal size mat. And so I said, no, no, no. I'm shifting my shit back to the middle. So yeah, that's what's going on at, at uh, the old Paragon. Yeah. So how that's, many days into this are we? We're like three weeks. And oh my, I think, okay. I think is it three I weeks think, of every day
0: this is happening? Basically, I or? think
2: I have won though. I think I've won the battle because I've gone out for the last week and a half, ten days, and my mat has been on top. They might just be out of town. Oh, I saw I saw one of the the wives yesterday. Okay, well then
0: that might be a surrender. Go ahead, Tone.
3: Yeah, I'm with I'm with Rush on this. It's, See? It's this is this is another example of uh people not respecting the space of a black man in Tell black. Him, History Tom. Tell him Tom. like what are we doing
0: here? I'm sorry, did you just add that it's Black History Month? It is. It, it is, is. He he not wrong. Con- okay, uh, no, no, I know he's not wrong. Like I know that's a fact. But the, you're you're including that as context for this mat situation?
3: Absolutely, mm-hmm. sir. You get him, Tony. You know what time it is? This all right. is our that's, time.
0: That's all the it's far, our. That's, that's, that's all the further I'm comfortable uh, uh, checking you on this. Go on. Because as a black man, Jay,
3: you don't want people invading your personal space, especially when you own the space. Like, how dare they? How dare they? Get a get a extra large size that mat. Might-
2: is big as hell, son.
3: To take up the space of another patron. Yeah. If that is not the whitest thing I've ever heard.
2: Now, I would like to point out that it's not. I don't have white neighbors. Like uh, uh, here I we go, here to, go. Well, here think, go. Well, I think I uh, think one of the wives is Asian. The other uh, wife is white. White supremacy. I'm not going I'm not going to pull that card tone. I won't pull that card. But I will say, why why so, are
3: you, so, so, why, why are you always like why are you always just
2: waiting to do that tone? So here's my question to you uh you guys. Is the surrender only until January 20, I mean uh, February 28th and then on March 1, then their mat goes back on top.
3: Russ, you got to shift you got to shift their mat to to the right. <sighs> See, to- I don't like I don't like touching people's property. They did like, yours. They did, Tom, but like where where does this end? When they stop overlapping on your property. I, I don't know I,
0: I know where it ends. The next level, since you've already, you know, gone full petty here, is you cut the corner off there, Matt.
2: So that it can no longer overlap.
3: Oh, man! See, that's that's that's
2: the level of passive aggressiveness that'll get got the, the guts for that. Roast? Building? No, I don't. I don't.
3: I pay too much for this apartment to get me some beef. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got you put a note, put put a note, and draw a line and say, "Hey, this is my side." Hello, it's, 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 it's I'll exactly be damned like, if y'all right. <laughs> keep moving <on> my <laughs> map. <laughs> right, Jason, you own a home. Can you yes. imagine? And you have gates
0: i have a you, fence right. I, I, I don't i don't know it's not a mansion with gates Tony. it we have a fence
3: <laughs> but it's just a normal fence the designated area that you pay for as property we yeah it's a plot yes can you imagine if someone was like i would like to grow this tree right here screw, screw your gate screw this dividing line that is obvious to everyone that this is my side and this is yours i want it right here how would you take that jason how would I
0: would I allow someone to plant a tree on my yard is what you're asking? Because
2: right. it's low-key equivalent. Like I'm an apartment, so I can I don't necessarily have it. So this is the next best thing.
0: Well, what you have in my situation is you have neighbors will have a tree on their own property, but it drops crud into yours. It drops yep. whatever nasty mm-hmm. whatever comes from that tree. Or like I work really hard to get all the dandelions to like I actually get down with the tool and pull the dandelions out of my yard in the spring because of how ugly it looks. And my neighbors just let it overrun. And the dandelions don't know the property lines. The dandelions aren't like, oh, we better be respectful here. They just start drifting into my yard. Although I'm doing the same thing now that I think about it because I planted some mint on the side of my house. And uh, that spreads like crazy. Somebody gave me some mint and they said, don't, whatever you do, don't plant this in the ground because it'll spread like crazy. And I said, no, I probably won't. And I planted it in the ground. So you were hard headed. Got it. And then it spread like crazy. And it has it, it's maybe like a year or two, like another one or two summers away from creeping into my neighbor's property. So I might be that neighbor. Don't don't be that neighbor.
3: If you are Well, it's too podcast, late. The mint is in the ground. It's too late. Don't be that Bad person. God, don't get the overly sized mat. That MP who does that. That is so
0: inconsiderate. Russ, do you if think you this is like, man, a, is this a good natured feud? Or, or or is this like you guys are really kind nah,
3: of they want kinda... to smoke. They
2: want the okay. smoke, Russ. I've I've had uh, in is this my playful or I'm a month and a half away from living here for a year. Mm-hmm. And I've probably had five interactions with them. They've all been very pleasant. Um, I don't I if I'm if I'm being honest and not joking, I don't know if they realize how it probably came off. With the big ass mat and then covering. No, 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 no. They know. Right they know. The,
0: the, them switching the corners and stuff. Yeah, like they that, know. They, know. Mm-hmm. they know. They know. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's indisputable. They know. It, like,
3: check but it, I've check never it. had a bad experience with them. That's oh, now. This, this this is it. This is this is how they really feel about Russ Dorsey, about him being in their building. This how, is dare, their how building. dare you have the big ass apartment on the corner with the mm-hmm. view? Mm hmm. Well, who who are you, young? Black successful man. Before you, Who know, are you to on 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 this here property, to be here. cracking, cracking the just... baddies in there. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? So no nah, check 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 the third track out on "Blow Back Out" Volume Three, man. Don't touch my mat. All right. Yeah, I might have a feature on toes That, album, by the way, <laughs> I, I, I might I might have to give course. him a
2: little. I have to give a little go. sixteen on here. <laughs> <laughs> we're we slowly
0: pulled Russ into our nonsense imaginative volume three
2: album you got going here, Tone. I give Tone a little diss track sixteen. <laughs> Don't touch my mat.
3: That's mad. Before you mess around and get smacked. Yeah, I, I'd be highly upset. <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all doing? Y'all saw, when y'all put it down on the ground, y'all saw how big this mat was, that it was impeding on, Bro, uh, I, I you know, I think this is on our neighbor. I, Maybe we bought, let's let's return it and see if we can get a smaller one. No, I they said, no, nah, I bought this mat. I think I don't that's care.
2: what bothered me so much is that it's like, yo, if you had a mat, cool. Like, I actually like that some of the different hallways or some of the different apartments have a mat. Like, all, all the mats are different. Like, dude across from me has a mat. The people next to me on the other side of the elevator have a mat. But it's the fact that they didn't buy a normal. They bought a big ass like, oh, this is in front of your house type of mat. And I'm like, dog,
3: you're on a corner. Go buy a house. Go buy a yeah, house. If you want a yeah. uh, uh,
2: house mat, go buy a house. It, it just felt you. like, all right, dog. Like, I'm mad for that. you, bro. Don't do that.
3: I'd be, I'd be super upset to
2: happen. And yeah. it, it caught me. It caught me so off guard because I'm like, who the fuck touched my <laughs> mat? Because <laughs> I've been so proud of my mat. It's like you come home and it seems very small, but it's like, man. This is my apartment. This is my yeah. house. And you get in. and you, Bro, and it and it was, I think it was the fact that for nine months, there was no mat no here. Mat. Yeah. that's a,
3: yeah.
2: Nine months. And then now, so you get this extra large, mat. man.
0: I knew you had a mat because I noticed it. I was like, right. oh, wow. he He's like thoughtful. Like he, he cares he's, about. He's, he wants this to be like a home. He put a mat right. here and everything, right. even though it's like
2: in a hallway. I I, right. I, I saw it. I got right. you. Oh my goodness. I, I, y'all, if I, y'all had no, if y'all saw my face today, I said, came home and saw that damn mat. I am
3: like, well, who the f to put a mat down here? If, if you invite us over and that mat is on top, I'm moving that mat. I'm running to throw Tony's going to throw their mat down
0: the hallway. <laughs> the,
2: the problem is now, Tony.
0: But they're not going to think, they're not going to know that Russ's friend
2: did it. Correct. They're going to think I did that shit. Right. <laughs> I don't it, know, hey. it was it was the negro that lives next door. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's good. Jason, you can laugh, bro. I know. I know. It's funny. Not during, it's funny. Not during Black History Month, I can't. No, no you, you
0: can't. I won't tell nobody. It. it was funny. Tony, Tony will would be like, total, and, when Russ, and when Russ said it, he
3: laughed, Russ and it was during Black Negro, History Month. And during Jason during Jason, his ass Jason's off. hit on, uh, during Sina Black Homes, History Month, I'll be like, after Jason's head, I'll be like, "Hey, Jason Leisure laughed at a Negro joke." So there you go. Oh, I wouldn't describe <laughs> but it. But then, then he's gonna be done. He's like, "It was a funny joke, but Jason laughed and nonetheless." <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god! The last issue I
0: had with a neighbor that I remember was when we first moved to West Palm Beach. When I was like. 22. Yeah. The, the way a lot of this is set up down there is like how this property was where it was a really nice neighborhood, million dollar home, like huge home in on the street, like uh, out front. And then behind it was like an uh, a, a, kind of like a like a mother-in-law house or something that they had made into an apartment. And so there was like two apartments on the ground floor and one up above. And the guy we were on one of the bottom ones in a one bedroom apartment. And then the guy next to us was in this was the studio apartment. It was this old guy named Brad. And I called him uh, dirty old Brad" because that's a pretty good description of him. And we also had like one communal laundry area, like around the side of the house. I don't know if you guys can picture this because it's kind of an unusual setup. You don't see this where we live, like with the apartment behind the house. But uh, I figured out at some point, I don't remember how that the water for the washer was connected to our water. So we were paying the water bill for the washer for everybody. And I didn't want to do that anymore. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So I told the landlord, Hey, I figured this out. Like we're paying for everybody's water here. We got to get this fixed somehow. Uh, you know, dirty old Brad's not paying anything to wash his clothes and we're paying for everything. Right. And uh, one way or another, this ended up costing him more money. She either like, I think she put the water under, her, uh, account or whatever, and then just charged more for the rent or some, some reasonable solution. And, uh, I overheard one day him on the, either on the phone or talking to one of the other, you know, one of the people that lived in the apartment upstairs, just, just ripping into me for this. Cause apparently she had told him that I was the one that figured it out. And he's like, and then Jason, that dirty rat <laughs> told the landlady about the water. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russ, this is a story that is months old, but came out in court last month, and is something I've been wanting to talk about ever since I heard about it. This is like you don't want to do sports topics today. Like you don't want to do LeBron and you don't want to do the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I like the conversation we're having about the doormat and sharing a room with your brother <laughs> and all and NyQuil dreams and yeah. Pony's album. Like this is my kind of show. But this is also my kind of sports story. And I think like you could make there has not been an update on this story in a month. But I feel like everybody kind of missed this story and they could make a movie. Out of this story about a theft that happened in the Milwaukee Brewers' home clubhouse last season. This yeah. was last September. It was in court uh, in January last month, and uh, a a 25 year old from Milwaukee, Justin Blowdorn, is alleged to have stolen a ton of stuff from the Brewers' clubhouse. You go ahead. You want to laugh at his name? Tone? not ahead. Yes. that's not surprise. <laughs> that's not the punchline of the story. That's not the funny part. But if <laughs> if, if if you want it to be. So here is the story, okay? Okay. For for people who don't know, because I think most people don't know, this was not a widely publicized story, but this guy, Justin Blodorn, went to a doubleheader, a Brewer's Home doubleheader, with his roommate and his roommate's dad. Maybe they had an extra ticket, whatever. Uh, He says in court, or to police, rather, uh, that he drank, quote, at least 10 beers over the course of this doubleheader and passed out in some bushes, outside the stadium. He woke up after everybody had already cleared out, you know, it's nighttime and everything and got in back into the stadium just by pulling on a door as hard as he could. And it opened. He goes into allegedly goes into the brewers clubhouse and steals all of these items, all of the following a backpack, a laptop, headphones, two iPods, a Walkman. Do you guys know what a
2: Walkman is? Yes. I didn't know they were still making those in the year of our Lord, 2023, but I doubt, no there. They,
0: I doubt they are. Maybe that makes this even more valuable. Uh, a passport. A lot of good. That's going to do you somebody nice. else's passport, <laughs> unless you're James Bond. I don't think it's going to help.
2: So you. is he is he hammered during this?
0: Uh, Probably. Yeah. I'm thinking like woke up, still drunk would be my guess. OK, Uh, sung stole sunglasses, stole a credit card, stole uh personal notebooks and calendars. Very inconvenient, probably like one of the one of the most inconvenient things you could have stolen from you would be like your personal journal or handwritten calendar. Uh, He's the manager of the Brewers is Uh, a council, stole his jersey, uh, stole a hat, stole a bunch of autographed memorabilia, like a bat and a hat and a jersey. I think Uh, stole a replica World Series ring and stole the keys, the actual physical keys to the spring training complex in Arizona. The Brewers say that much of this was caught on surveillance video. Here's the part that makes this like way more interesting to me, although I'm interested enough into how this guy got into a stadium after hours and got all, not only into the stadium, but into the clubhouse. Uh, So he, he, while he's in there, he is texting his roommate photos of all this stuff and he asks him much the way uh, I would, if I was at Portillo's on my way to your house, Russ, Hey, do you want anything? Anything oh I can get God. you while I No, Yo, you
2: want a Christian yellow jersey because I'm in here. <laughs> right, yeah, pick one up. I
0: mean, I'm here. I'm here already. You need anything? You need anything from uh, the club? Anything from Pete's market? You need would you, you, from would you like
2: uh, Robin Yount's jersey from the 80s? I got I, It's right here. So he, he
0: steals all this and he's uh, texting all his roommate pictures of, in, of him in the clubhouse and everything. And then he uh, asks his roommate, you know, can you come pick me up? Can I get a ride home? Now, keep in mind, if you're the roommate, you went you, you and your dad went to a game and brought this guy along and this guy gets hammered drunk, passes out in some bushes. You go home. You don't even know where he is. You're just like, we can't find the guy. We can't reach him, I guess. Like, imagine how long it would have to go and how uh, skeptical you would be of another person to just at the end of a game. Like, I can't find him. I'm just going home. Like if you and I went to a game. Like how bad would it have to be before you're like Jason left like in the seventh inning to go do something. And I don't know where he is. He's not answering his phone. Like I'm guess I'm just going to leave and hope everything's okay. So his roommate isn't going to come pick him up and be uh, aiding and abetting a crime. So he calls an Uber and goes home. Now the interesting thing to me is while the cops, they, they get on this pretty quickly after the guy leaves while they're investigating all of this, they get a call. The roommate has called in to the police to rat this guy out to say, Hey, my roommate went to the Brewers game and came home with all this stuff that it it texted me pictures of it. Like all the stuff you guys are probably looking for is right here in our apartment. Right. So the cops go to the house and uh, to, to the apartment. And this is like after midnight, find the guy and he's got all the stuff and he confesses according to the police. And uh, so they have all of this now, and now this is in court. And Justin Blowdorn faces the possibility for this uh, this this shopping spree, stealing spree in the Brewers clubhouse. The possibility of twelve and a half years in prison, and or a twenty five thousand dollar
2: fine. Jeez. So there's a couple things here. There's a lot of things. Uh, first of all we're fortunate that you brought this story up because we actually have somebody who has been in the milwaukee brewers home clubhouse several times right Tone? no it's not tone it it, it is it is i jason (laughs) but thank you for pointing that out so i've been in the brewers clubhouse a ton first and foremost the guy was passed out outside in some bushes in some bushes, so I nobody know, saw him. Nobody was like, "Hey, there's a guy who looks like he's dead in these bushes." So there is there are a lot of trees and shrubbery around what was Miller Park now American Family Field, mm-hmm. and even like, the pulling on the door to get in is wild. But once you get in, you can't even get to, through the clubhouse through the level that the guy got into, right? Like there is. When you get in on the ground level, everything is below that. So this dude drunkenly found his way down to the corridor and found his way into the clubhouse.
0: Russ, when I covered the heat to get into the locker room, if the door was closed, it was a thumbprint scan. Yeah. Like, I assume it's something like that, some
2: kind of high – like, how is this guy getting in the clubhouse? All right, so it is not that high-tech. It is not as high-tech as that where you have the thumbprint scan. Like it is just a door that opens up. and I don't think okay. I'm letting out some type of secret saying that like, <laughs> Hey, that's not my security. It's theirs. Um, this is going to so, be like a, like a Davion Irvin situation. Like
0: I've got so, a lot of, got a lot more questions about how the clubhouse door operates. So when you, when you walk
2: in there, it, it's like a little room, like a, 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 a little room and then you turn into the double doors and then you walk right into the clubhouse and you have the, you know, the, uh, clubbies, clubhouse managers office right there and then it goes right into all the lockers and upon entry into the clubhouse there's like memorabilia like you have a Robin Yount jersey and you have you know Cecil Fielder and like all these uh, uh, or excuse me Prince. Cecil, Cecil Cooper and Prince Fielder and all, all these like awards and all this. so I'm thinking you're going to say dude stole that, tried to steal that stuff but you're saying he stole a passport laptop. like uh, might have gotten just feel- some of that
0: he it just gotten, feel like, it said, they said he stole some autographed memorabilia, so he might have gotten some of that stuff you're thinking of.
2: So it just feels like that stuff and some stuff that he just saw out. I'm like, uh, to take this. It's in my man. pocket. A walk, man. So he was drunk, but not, but still aware. I, I don't know how drunk dude actually was. Right. Like, he he it probably, is probably slumped it off, right? It's a process to get down into that clubhouse for sober reporters. So I think sleeping off 10 there.
0: beers and a little nap
3: in the bushes, though, I'm pretty sure he's still inebriated at that point. If he was out long enough for his friend not to care about him after a while uh, and got in when seemingly no security and nobody was at the stadium after, you know, a doubleheader, he he knew what he was doing. He, he, I
0: mean, it's wrong either way. It almost doesn't matter. Uh, rusted, drunk, Justin Blodorn get into the clubhouse in Milwaukee
2: easier than you could.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I when you texted me about this story that you want to talk about on pod earlier today, I wasn't nearly as enthused as you were because as somebody who goes to ballparks a lot and has been to American Family Field a lot. It's one of the places where people like to see your your credential more than once, I'll just say. And people are very nice up there, but, you know, it's just – it's even getting the press boxes. Hey, come I see your credential, then they scan it and all this other stuff. Some ballparks around the big leagues, you, once you walk out to go to the bathroom and come back, they got to scan you again. It's like, dog, I've been out here. Like, you you know me. Like, you know I just came out of here. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, And so – I might not have been as ha-ha-hee-hee as you were because it's annoying to think that this dude can bum his way into a clubhouse and steal shit, and I, to do my job, can't walk in with all the credentials that one would have to go in during business hours, not let alone after
3: hours. Right. Just pulling on a door hard enough. Who gets fired for uh, not securing the premises? It, it, it would have to be some security people. Yeah, probably just the the lowest level security person
0: that they could blame it on. I would imagine. I mean, you know how that stuff goes when something like that happens. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking for who they can blame instead of them.
2: But my my idea, but here's my thing. There's somebody there all night.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, all these places have 24 hour security. Yeah, like all night, all night. It's, I mean, probably not a huge security force overnight at a at a sporting venue like that.
2: And, it, it, and if if if. They were at home, which I assume they were because he was able to steal Craig Council's jersey. Yes, like you would have the the up security, like the mid season security. What about the uh, I'd like? What
0: about after he gets out of there, the roommate snitching on him?
3: Dog, I don't want the police in here searching, knowing that you was up in here. Hey, get this man! it's I think o- so too. I, I think he had no choice. Yeah, it's, it's only snitching if the, the roommate was also a part of the, the dastardly plot and one of them got caught. My man said, I ain't had nothing to do with this. We left you there for a reason. We hope you didn't. We we were hoping you ain't come back. I was hoping <laughs> I ain't never see you again. I had somebody I had another roommate lined up real that's I was taking interviews when you texted me these pictures. I I was hoping you was up out of here. So what you what you doing? Bringing this illegal contraband in, into my abode is not what I'm about. He is right here, sir. Here, him. It was him. I
0: like that. Uh, I like that Justin Blowdorn thought that he and the roommate were close enough friends that the roommate would come pick him up at the end of this. It's okay, like, and, like that. And instead, he said, "No, I'm not picking you up." And then he
2: calls the police.
0: <laughs> Like bro, Justin, like, Justin Blodorn seriously
2: misjudged this friendship. The roommate was probably like, bro, you realize I'm an accomplice if I can pick you up from me. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course you are. F you and this felony.
0: You're trying to come and like use your half of the apartment to set up like some kind of Milwaukee Brewers Museum.
3: <laughs> I or sell, I like the or like sell that. stuff what? out of <laughs> here. Sell
0: stuff out of here. I
2: barely you that... let you come in here and pay the rent each month. <laughs> put that walkman on Craigslist.
0: Russ, let's do the news. Kyrie Irving uh, requested a trade last offseason, I believe, didn't get it. And then mm-hmm. requested a trade again this year and got his wish, got traded to Dallas. Uh, the Mavericks are the sixth seed at the time of that trade, barely above 500. Tone, Luca, and Kyrie, is that anything? Anything. Is that something we should be paying attention to, or is that a, a non-factor?
3: No. <laughs> Maybe they get to the second round. <laughs> Bro. It will be entertaining to to watch them do things because all they have to do is, okay, your turn? Okay, my turn. Okay, your yeah. turn? Okay, my it's turn. The Brooklyn Nets. They can bring in Steve Nash to coach this. They're
2: going to have some nights where both of them score 35 or 40, and then they're going to have nights where they give up a buck 50 in regulation. <laughs> yep. Like, <laughs> I, I think they're wildly interesting but won't win a damn thing. And I think that's the – that's the sentiment of mostly everybody who watches and understands basketball was like, bro, I don't think this really changes what the Maz were like. They were a team that didn't play defense that got buckets and now they can get buckets to a better extent and, and will suffer on the defensive end. So I don't know, man, like I'm all for getting Luka help, but this wasn't the help that I was thinking of.
0: Kyrie gets to Dallas and the first one of the first topics that comes up with the media there is the uh, his involvement in promoting this anti-Semitic film that got him in a lot of trouble, and his kind of uh, pushback on apologizing for that for a while. And I don't know if you saw Russ, but Kyrie recently deleted his apology off social media, and they of course asked him about that.
4: Mm-hmm. Can you explain? Yeah, I delete
1: a lot of things on my Instagram. Um, you know, I've, I've had things that have happened before in my life, probably not as drastic of that moment, um, which led to a lot of confusion and uncertainty, I felt like, and um, what I meant and what I stand for. And I had to sit up in these mics and explain to the world who I am when I know who I am. So, uh, you know, I delete things all the time and it's no disrespect to anyone within the community, um, just living my life. Do you stand by the apology? Do you stand by the words in the apology? I stand by who I am and why I apologized. And I did it because I care about my family and I have Jewish members of my family that care for me deeply. Um, Did the media know that beforehand when they called me that word anti-Semitic? No. Did they know anything about my family? No. Everything was assumed, everything was put out before I had anything to say. Um, And I reacted instead of responding Uh, emotionally maturely. I didn't need to be defensive or go at anybody. Um, So I stand by my apology and I stand by my people everywhere. All walks of life, all races, all religions. Same thing.
4: Were those Jewish people in your family, did they talk to you about that film and were they hurt by you posting it?
1: Uh, I've had a lot of conversations about world history. Uh, What what was contained in there, was contained in there. I didn't agree with everything. I've been up here saying that. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, my family is my family. If the media cared about my family and actually, I'm not saying all the media, I don't want to get at anybody, but if specific media members actually care to do research instead of being the first to report things, then they would know where I come from. So um, the diversity of my family is beautiful, and I'm just going to continue to focus in on them. And when I'm in the court, um, try not to be distracted by y'all. Russ, a lot of non-answers
0: in those answers for me.
2: I'm so cool, man. Like, I... I didn't know if we were going to get here or not, but now that we're here, there's a part in his introductory press conference in Dallas where he talks about being selfless. And I'm like, there's a lot of adjectives to describe yourself, Kyrie. Selfless would not be one of them. Um, Same guy that only played half the season last year, willingly. Same guy that even had to apologize because of something that he posted and then did not want to uh, take Accountability for that action and the non like all this selflessness. The guy that as soon as KD went down and he started losing games, like, all right, I'm out. I'm, I'm asking for a trade. Like selfless man. Like what are we doing here? And that's the reason that I look at this situation in Dallas. And I'm like, what what makes this any different than the end in Cleveland, the end in Boston, and the end in Brooklyn? Like, sorry, at some point, and this and and and, and Dallas straight away assets for a dude that is not guaranteed to return next year, right? Like they put all their eggs in one basket, assuming that, all right, Kyrie's going to love it here. He's going to like playing with Luca and he's going to resign. At some point, man, you're on now your fourth organization. How much longer can this continue to go on?
0: What's also like to your point about what Dallas gave up, I, you give that up assuming you're going to sign this guy for four or five years. And I'm sitting here like, Do you want to like, do you want, I mean, he's going to want like 40 million a year. Do you want 40 million, four years or 40 million a year, five years or whatever of Kyrie Irving? Like, do you want that? I know he's great. Like when he plays, the guy is amazing. He's a fun, fun player to watch on offense. But uh, that's a big liability that now multiple teams have been
3: not sure they really wanted on their books. He's unreliable. He's unreliable like how do you give some guy a max deal what what he th- thinks he deserves like it's not just the talent that you get paid for it's once you sign the deal I'm trusting you to play games and play in important games and be a part my whole thing with the with the whole Nets experiment which is probably the the biggest failed experiment in sports history um is they try to supersede what makes sports great and what's essential in a winning culture. It's being there, being selfless for your teammates throughout the year. Like, I don't I don't get why they think skipping that part is still going to lead to a championship. It It never works. If you don't have togetherness on a team, especially a basketball team, like, you're not going to win anything. I don't care how good you think you are or how good your top talent is. They had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and couldn't make a conference finals. Like, there, there's got to be a a normalcy of of team that Kyrie doesn't seem to want or understand or get about winning championships and winning back. And he's won a championship, so it's just it's it's weird that he's on this path. I mean, I don't know what Dallas is thinking that they can change about Kyrie Irving. I think he's a fully formed adult and a fully formed human being. He is who he is. Um, and it's, it's just weird that he, he makes a mess and then he leaves. He makes a mess and then he wants to leave. It's like you got to you gotta stick through some of the stuff that you create after a while. There is no making him happy. It seems like he will find
0: something like he, he's out there always just looking for the next problem to step into, it seems like. I have some, uh, some lighter happy news from the NFL. Have you ever heard of Ronnie Rivers? No. Running back for the Rams, rookie running back for the Rams, undrafted, made the team, bounced around, I think, to a couple of organizations in that offseason last year before landing on the Rams practice squad and then getting to play for them. He was in Vegas, and he won more than half a mil playing poker. Ronnie Rivers won a $514,000 jackpot. Playing three card poker at Caesars Palace. And that basically doubled his income because he he won five hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. He made five hundred and sixteen thousand dollars as a rookie, an undrafted rookie for the Rams last season.
2: Good for Mr. Rivers. Like that's yeah. that's He's
0: a never good level.
2: He's What's not he doing? wasn't gambling on football, Tom.
0: Well, oh, okay. He's playing poker. He's playing he poker. Won- he won on a Royal Flush. I was reading an article about this on TMZ, and uh, the TMZ story says that you have a one in, in three-card poker, you have a one in 649,000 chance of getting a Royal Flush. Mm. All right.
3: Yeah. Good for him. Good for Doubles him. his income.
0: Imagine winning your income at That's a card a
3: day. That's a good that day. is a great day good. <laughs> We're not seeing Russ for, for a couple of years. Huh? All right. All right. <laughs> relax. Relax. And finally,
0: Russ, an animal in Australia is literally working itself to death to get laid. Hmm. The male northern quoll. Q U O L L. What was that, Tom? let <laughs> it go on. Oh, yeah. You'd like to hear more. Uh, the, the Northern quoll looks like, I wish I had a picture of it here to show you, but it looks kind of like a squirrel or a mouse, but it's the size of a cat. There's a lot of weird animals in Australia. This lives in Western and Northern Australia. Uh, but anyways, these animals are walking. So the male of the male Northern quoll is walking so far and sleeping so little in pursuit of a mate that its body is falling apart and it's dying early. Researchers from the University of the Sunshine Coast and University of Queensland in Australia put trackers on quolls with video cameras and learned that they fail to find food, are too tired to avoid predators and vehicles, and die from exhaustion because of the physical exertion they're putting in uh, looking for a mate. And so, for example, one of these quolls that they tracked, they named it Moi Moi, uh, walked six and a half miles in one night trying to find a mate. That is the equivalent of uh, a person, Russ, walking 24 miles in a night, trying to find uh, a lady. Quolls, uh, by doing this, they further deteriorate physically, which, you know, even hurts their chance. It sounds like their chances are not good if they're having to walk six and a half miles to find a lady quoll. But on top of this, during their strife and exertion they are losing weight like not in a good way uh okay. they be, they become mentally kind of deranged and act uh recklessly and aggressively they attract parasites due to lack of grooming they experience like balding their fur is falling out and getting patchy uh they become scabby and full of ticks what are women making woman. an already tough job even tougher well the limit Tone, this was you like three years ago, buddy. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, uh, uh. Not anymore because Blow Your Back Out Volume 3 is coming. (laughs) Ow, boy. Back Out Volume 3 coming out. Store
2: near you. Let's go. That's the news. On that note, uh, this has been a fantastic episode of Sports Jason on our road to 200 at 101 and gentlemen it has been fun being back with you guys the last couple of weeks after being out of town like we are trying some different things as a pod to, to to make the listening experience better for you guys and making the viewing experience on social better for you guys so make sure you're following our twitter account make sure you're following our ig account we're posting more at sports adjacent pod on IG. We're putting reels and stuff up. Um, Make sure you're sharing the podcast with your friends when you download it on Apple Music or Stitcher or or, uh, Apple, wherever you get your podcast content. Um, Make sure you're supporting uh, Tony's lovely sponsor and a friend of ours, Sheets and Giggles. Go to SheetsandGiggles.com forward slash SA to get your discount from our friends at Sheets and Giggles. Uh, They're the best. Get the flannel boys as Tone calls them uh <laughs> the i long think boys. that's i think i think that's a track on the album flannel boys flannel, flannel boys, boys. <laughs> the fifth track
3: check it out oh really also okay. and then you got the long boy which is the sixth track yeah that's that's the remix of the flannel boys with the long okay. boy the long can, boy can you write out the tracks for us by the time this episode comes yeah out? Get, make put, us
2: a 13 track track
0: list home. Can we can we put that on social media friday when this comes out please
2: oh yeah i got you the track list for uh, blow it back out. <laughs> Tony I'm Gill's three. got volume three. 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 This is
0: a, a thousand percent going to be something he just forgets about by the end of the night.
2: Also, uh, our friends at Bet MGM, the Super Bowl is coming up by the time you listen to this Friday morning. You're gonna have a couple days to make bets, and you can get a risk free bet your first bet on Bet MGM using promo code adjacent1000. If you lose, you get your money back up to $1,000. So go on to <laughs> MGM, right? And use promo code yeah. adjacent1000. That's adjacent1000. Yeah, well, phone them. I might have to do yeah. that. Phone. Yeah, now, listen, I'm trying to get make some, make a little bit of money yeah. uh, off this yeah. old yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, I made a decent amount last year. Gentlemen, anything for let the fine folks go? If you're listening
0: to this after the Super Bowl, I'm sure you can already bet on the next Super Bowl on Bet MGM. You can uh-huh. bet hockey, basketball, everything on there. You can bet futures, parlays, player props, all those things. Bet the long at, boy over at BetMGM. I-
2: always bet the long boy.
3: Tone, what day does the album drop? Uh, it drops uh, March fourteenth. You know, be on the lookout. Vinyl exclusive. You know, you get a free uh merch uh, with the purchase. You get a free merch. Yeah. Uh, you get a free merch like do you yeah. hear yourself yeah we get a free merch <laughs> with the purchase what is of a vinyl free or the hard copy you it's a surprise you know we're doing yeah. a mashup collaboration so, all right cheese so and giggles the thing, so Colin. the joint
2: not coming out on march 14th because they're gonna hit you with that hey samples didn't clear sorry so
3: hey we did get, get all colin samples?
0: mcintosh in there did i hear a quick colin in there
3: yeah we you know shout out to colin he, okay, He's going gonna, to he gonna give it a feature on the on the track. Shout out to House of Vail Records, DJ Loho. You already know what time it is.
0: Is this like when we do sports cliches, you're just doing like album drop cliches? Yes. Is, is that's that's that what this character is? 100% what it is. Shout um, out album, to the label. Album, the label album,
3: album old tone, you know, big chain. Okay. Big chain, Sports Adjacent. You don't have a chain on right now. You know what time the I SA, have, the got, SA
2: chain will be icy, though. Like Up We're down like, down. Bad, here we're here like we bad Boy or Death Row or whatever. We should get some chainage. I do agree with
3: that part. We need, <laughs> we need chainage. I need I need to show off. House of L. I need to, I need to rock House of L records. Okay. Right, well, well. While, while Tone figures out his album
2: date, we will catch you guys
3: next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey.